Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Better. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me, as always, my beautiful co-host, Julie Duffy. Hi, honey. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Things feel different this week than they did just a week ago when George graduated. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to pick him up. Yeah. The great thing uh, that we, that I realized um, after my ugly cry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) At graduation was that, hey, wait a minute. We're coming back next weekend to Bloomington to pick up George. So um, there's still time to squeeze in a few more memories. <laughs> oh, right. More Which Bloomington memories. Yeah. Right. You specifically wanted to go to like the local Bloomington bars. Well, I wanted to go Kilroy's. to Kilroy's. Kilroy's. So, yeah. So when you first visit Bloomington, there's this really fun bar in Kirkwood called Kilroy's, and they have a great outdoor patio. And you see all the seniors, all the 21 plus kids out there, you know, 19 plus, having drinks. Depending. Uh, and it looks super fun. And then, you know, your kid thinks, oh, you know, one day I'll be at Kilroy's. And then all of a sudden they are. And then they're graduated. <laughs> but I realized that all happened. And I had never had a drink in Kilroy's. So that's what we did. And what did you have at Kilroy's, honey? I had a waterlong, <laughs> a waterlong island, which is a long island iced tea, but it's clear and a little watery, <laughs> oh, but it was really good. George said they taste different every single time, depending upon who makes them, and mine was actually really good. And it's pretty cool because George's buddies and um, some of the girls he knows, but a bunch of people stopped by. We got to see some people that we didn't necessarily expect to see. Yeah, it was really fun. And they give t- they uh, Kilroy's gives out free T-shirts on, um, what day was that? Thursday. Thursday nights and some some game days, I think. Yeah. Many on many occasions, it's all about the Kilroy's T-shirt. And this Thursday, this last Thursday, it was a Cubs-themed T-shirt. And we were all Chicago like, "Chicago Cubs," and we're like, "What?" So we got there, and George is like, "Let's go to Roy's and get our T-shirts, and then go get something to eat," which we did. And they yeah, they were cool. So that was fun. We got a T-shirt, had the drink, saw some peeps, um, and uh, yeah, it was really fun. That was yep. really fun. And after that. There's a grilled cheese truck that's always parked on Kirkwood in Bloomington. And I've always wanted one of those grilled cheese sandwiches. And damn if and we didn't go get a grilled gosh cheese. Gosh darn it if I didn't get one. Yeah. It's late f- night. Fact. So, I, so yeah. So we got to check a few more boxes. Yeah. And then we, yeah. And then we um, went and picked up the boy, put all the stuff in the truck, which took no time. It, took, it was so much faster than we thought. Yeah. It was... When we pulled up on Thursday about 8 o'clock p.m., it looked like exactly – the porch looked exactly like it looked when we left. There were a lot of red Solo cups. Just littered. I mean, just, <laughs> but, but then it's not just this one house. It's not just George's house because, like, all these houses on all these blocks are yeah. just kind of – It Decimated. looks like there's been um, either a war or a Massive party. Yeah, well, it the wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it was unchanged. Right. It was <laughs> so, specifically unchanged. So I knew that, and, and, and so was the inside a little bit. Again, not terrible. They, they kept a pretty, a, a fairly tidy house, but yeah, everything, nothing really had been prepared for the move. So we thought we'd be there and we were fine with it. Actually, we're like, oh, you know what? We're, we'll go out tonight. Tomorrow we'll get the truck and you know, whatever. How, Whatever, however long, sorry, however long it takes us, it takes us. And it only took like two hours. Yeah. And then we were out. Yeah. 
and our niece Grace, she was moving out as well, but she only has a Volkswagen Beetle. So she was able to get everything in the Beetle except one of those headrest, armrest things that you put on a bed. Somehow that didn't fit, so we took that home. Yeah. So, so Grace, yeah. pick that thing up whenever you get a chance. <laughs> Your coral boppy pillow <laughs> That's right. um, is at our house. So the other part that I didn't anticipate um, when I was I – w- I didn't do the ugly cry, but I had a couple of moments during graduation weekend was driving back in the U-Haul with George, I realized, oh – I have George here. <laughs> like, it's not over. He's coming home yeah. now, and he's going to be in Chicago now with us. And, you know, so we got the next day we went to a Cubs game, and the Cubs game took, well, it was it was almost rained out. So we had about a two-hour rain delay where we were just hanging under the eaves with George and his buddy Andrew, which yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah, it was but cold. super freaking <laughs> freezing. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we watched the game, and the Cubs beat the White Sox. Um, Crosstown Classic. 8-4 in, in the Crosstown Classic. There was a lot of smack talking in the bleachers, which I th- surprised I, me. I, I don't think it was a lot of smack talking. I think it was like two or three guys who were overserved. It was pretty friendly, but it was, yeah. And it wasn't clever smack talking. No. That's, what, 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 That's right. That's what exactly right. What bummed me out was, you it know, was like. It was super drunk smack talking. So a we lot were, of repetition. We're, we're behind the left fielders, and the left fielder for the White Sox, his name was Garcia. And the cleverest thing anybody could come up with was the following chant, Garcia, 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 you suck, suck. (laughs) like that. Didn't mean to ruin that. And and that happened mm, about 75 times. I mean, it was really annoying. But the beautiful thing was... Kudos Wait a minute. To, that was to, us. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, yeah, that was us. Yeah, that was yeah, the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. That was Cubs fans. The beautiful thing was, and kudos to this guy, Garcia, he would turn around and and just beam, beam like this smile big smile. Time. And I was just like, oh, man, Garcia's a stud, man. <laughs> like, you're when right someone on, was dude. smack-talking Schwarber, he just kind of turned around and pointed at himself like, you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. So the, the fielders seemed to handle it well. Knowing full well that anybody chanting at them is not in the major leagues. They're sitting in the bleachers, you know. And Right. Well, And you know what? I do think that's a Crosstown Classic thing because I've been in the bleachers many a time. And you have? Haven't witnessed that behavior. Oh, right. Anyway. Right. Um, so these are curious times, aren't they? Yeah. So we were talking before we started this cast, this pod, and... John has been saying lately, I was just wondering what's going on in your office because you have been saying, we touched on it last week, that everyone's kind of falling apart, is what you said, right? <laughs> not, well, it's not exactly right. I mean, um, there are there's a lot going on and, uh, clinically. And, and, and most of us in my profession, this is a time of year where things get busy. So it's close to the onset of summer. Close uh, finals are coming up for a lot of high school kids. And so there's a lot of, uh, to refer back to uh, the old name of our podcast, a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of undue anxiety floating around about are things okay? Are we in good enough shape? Um, and, And people are in these times of transition or as they're preparing for something like that, that's coming up um, either Either the problems seem to be rising to the surface now, and they've been underneath the surface right. all along, or um, or they are in fact getting worse, or they aren't as bad as people think. 
And that and sometimes it's the last one that I really want to focus on. Yeah. So wait. So what do you mean? I, I mean, well, um, I mean that's usually the case. Uh, often the case that right we've talked about that that things are never as bad as you think. Rarely as bad as you think. Right? Rarely. You know, like you know. Right, so right, right, so you know, it's it's my focus on the word crisis. <laughs> right. You know, it's that you know, like the the. Um, Example I use most often is the call I would get, and this is this is I refer to a specific call I got a couple of years ago, that struck me. This this mom called and said, "Doctor Duffy, we need to get in to see you. We are we have a crisis. We are in crisis here." And once I kind of stripped down what was actually going on, I realized, oh, this isn't a crisis. We need crises come very rarely in a lifetime. And I probably said this, and you probably heard me say this, but it bears repeating. Crises happen very, very rarely in our lives. Situations that could use resolution happen all the time. Situations where there is growth potential, situations where this is the thing that's going to get us through, that's going to be the story we tell, right? So um, this is the semester that was hard and where we turn the corner, you know what I mean? Instead of this was the end. But and I think a right. lot of us are afraid this is the this is the end. The opportunities are gone somehow. Or yeah. And Rarely it's off, is that it's the case. often just the thing is something that you didn't want to happen, whether it's yeah. a bad grade or uh more more drug use yeah, than we yeah. thought. Um, a, a drinking incident or right. Yeah. A breakup. A breakup yeah. or you know, something that you Wished hadn't happened, but right. it's not a be-all, end-all. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes the, the, the worst thing that can happen is not the worst thing that can happen. Your worst case scenario is usually not that bad. You know, yeah. and that, that's the truth. You know what I mean? And, um, and on rare occasion, it is. On rare occasion. You know what I mean? Like I can think of a couple times in my life where I had a worst case scenario in mind and Wow, that happened, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Whoa," you know. Um, and but but that's again an exceptionally rare thing. So so if you're going through um, a time of transition or a difficult time in your family, I'm not saying don't seek out a therapist. You know, I I think that's a great time to seek out a therapist. What what I encourage though is not to catastrophize it, not to make it. Bigger or worse than it is. Because sometimes, especially if it's a parenting issue, we tend to retract from our kids at this moment because we don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like so many of us as adults, we know how to handle most anything that comes across our plate. You know, we know how to handle work stuff. We know how to handle household stuff. We know how to handle financial stuff, um, you know, uh, and different things in our lives. But parenting is a wild card for a lot of us. And and for a lot of us, that feels scary instead of like, this is this is a really great part of my life. Every once in a while, it's going to be a challenge. Right. And I'm going to have to really think through that. But what I see in a lot of parents is this kind of like retracting from your kid at this moment where they need you, right? They, they need you a lot at, because you're not sure what to do. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, well, you created the problem, you're going to have to fix it. Or... You created the problem, and I'm going to hover in, and I'm going to take control over the whole thing instead of just like, you know what? Let's sit down, talk it through, and collaborate on it. Let's work together and figure it out together. You know, yeah. that's virtually always the better story. And in fairness, 
lately, I have seen more and more parents who have listened to me on that, who, who have taken that cue and have, have collaborated with their kids and who have been willing to take catastrophe out of it and take a long lens look at their child's life and recognize like, okay, maybe what's happening now, what feels so awful is just a learning thing, an opportunity um, to build resilience or, and confidence. And, or, and, and maybe regroup. Sometimes we also want to sugarcoat. We don't want our kids to suffer, so we we don't want to we don't listen. We we say it's okay, honey. We minimize. You know, we minimize. You're 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 awesome. You're don't you know you shouldn't be sad or you shouldn't be mad or you shouldn't be you're you know everything's great. Yeah. And that that I think parents do a lot, because um, you don't really want to walk through the the difficulty, the pain that your kid is feeling or that you might feel in your family to really address it and let the the kid really process what they're going through. You know, and that's you and I probably <laughs> as much as any parents I know don't like the idea that our child is going through anything difficult, right? I mean, we do not we do no. not handle that well. When no, you, I, and, and George I, has had precious few times that have been difficult, but when when he has them, it's been hard for us. Um because we don't want him to feel that way. But we've gone out of our way to make sure that he has the wide berth to say, I feel shitty. I, I really don't feel good about what's going on here, about this breakup or about this grade or about this situation, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, and your, your heart, you know, jumps into your throat and your pulse races and you, you know, but yeah, I you just try to breathe through it and um, be there in that moment with them and let them acknowledge it yeah and and try to understand it before anything has to happen and sometimes that's the hardest part well <laughs> but the good news is sometimes that's the only part too kids that is are, good news uh, yeah, that, that's mean. the good news is sometimes you know we're we're problem solvers as as parents man we want to fix it like yep, you know yep. okay let's talk about how you're going to handle the bullying thing and there's the bullying is a great example because there's there are people who are out there making a living talking about how to handle the bullying situation. What do I specifically do? The first thing and sometimes the only thing you got to do, but the thing you got to do is hear your kid out. If, if your kid's having a hard time, just listen, you know, and really sit down with them and say, tell me the whole story. Tell me, you know, the whole thing, even the parts you think I don't want to hear or that you don't think a parent ought to hear. Tell me the whole thing. It's cool. You can tell me, and maybe we'll both cry about it together, but it'll be all right, you know, yeah, and you can tell good. me. That's good. And, you know, most of us, given any situation, all we need is to be heard, and then uh, situations tend to resolve themselves in one way or another, um, but just knowing, like, okay, I got a soft place to fall. I got a person who's with me and a person who loves me unconditionally, no matter how this plays out, that's that's the solution sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes... The thing's just gonna happen, and just knowing, like, okay, I'm good. I'm that good. is a that is a really good point. That that is, um, that is the good news. That sometimes just holding space, and again, I'll say, like, it's su it's super hard sometimes and gut wrenching for us to hear that our kid is in pain, you know, or that sometimes that something happened that you wish hadn't happened. Right, but. You know, if we can remember 
the stuff that we did and ha- that happened to us and that we survived and that really was not an indication of us, you know, of who we are or are not as humans. And if we can um, go ahead and let them say whatever they have to say, uh, you know, and not be afraid <laughs> right. of feeling the feels that that, that that brings, that is sometimes all they need and that they can figure it out. And a lot of times, again, repeating myself, they can figure it out in the very best way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People, people are, by and large, pretty enterprising and... And things pass. You know what I mean? Like time passes, semesters pass, breakups pass, time heals. You know, like things do get better. Yeah. And so if you just let them. One thing I want to point out is this doesn't this kind of thing dynamic doesn't just play out in the parent-child relationship either. Like I'm thinking about I'm working with a lot of couples, more now than I ever have um, in my whole career. And there is this thing where one or the other, usually it's the guy, if it's a male-female couple, usually it's the guy, he wants to, he wants, he, he'll hear his, his wife or his girlfriend out and he'll want to fix it. Okay, okay, here's what, here's what you do or here's what you should do or here's what we should do instead of just hearing, listening, 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 you know, and so many women have said, you know, they want to be heard. And and in fairness, Vice versa. that doesn't always go yeah. one way, right? A lot of guys have said that too. Yeah, I, you, yeah, you you know you you've said to me a couple times lately, I can't stand it when you're stressed. Well, I wasn't referring to this situation <laughs> at all. I didn't know you were going to bring that up, Julie. I was just referring to couples in general. This wasn't a cute. I was kind of talking to you, if we're being honest. Like well, I was no, thinking, no. like this is this plays out with you and me, right? Because you hate it when I'm upset or stressed. Yeah. So a couple times, you know, you'll say something to me, and I'll. I'm, my response will be a come on or a solution. Or here's what you do. Here's what you do. And you know and. It might be a little vehement. So anyway, the point is, you say, just, uh, I, don't need, I don't need a solution. I just wanted to be able to say it. Yeah. I wanted to be able to say it. Um, and even though it might be something... You don't want to hear. I've heard before. <laughs> or, or I right. <laughs> I suppose that too. Or that I don't want you to be suffering, that you just have to... Yeah, you just need someone to listen so you can get it off your chest. Yeah. So yeah, wives are just as guilty. Some. <laughs> no, actually, it's true. Both. Um, it, it no, goes you, both you, ways. You and I have talked about this this um, gender stereotyping thing, which I don't like. I know. I mean, and and so the truth of the matter is, the more I think about it, and I'm talking now seriously about couples I'm working with and us, I think we're both guilty of doing that at times. Um, but I do think wives and women are just as guilty of this as men are. Um, I oh, don't think anybody's, sure. uh, it, you know, yeah, I, I think some of the gender stereotypes are so ridiculous that actually the reality is the opposite of sometimes of what, you know, like the idea that, you know, women are more sensitive than men. Like, I don't find that to be the case at all. And I think sometimes women are no more sensitive and they have outlets for working it through. And men sometimes don't have as many of those. Maybe that's a stereotype. I don't know. To go back to the point, the point was um, you're seeing a lot of struggles in couples too. And sometimes um, 
not sometimes, maybe most of the time, if we don't jump to the fix, if we just listen to what our partner is saying or child is saying and really hear them out and really like take a breath and hold space and listen to what they're going through, that might be all they need. True. And, and it's all, it is a function of the, the way I look at this always is anxiety based. It's a function of anxiety and um, anxiety is a clever liar. So in other words, anxiety is going to tell you, and we all carry some of it. Anxiety is going to tell you, this is worse than you think. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I'm going to make you feel worse about it than you should. Yeah. And, and, and if you can mitigate that, if you can um, cognitively untangle your anxiety, then you'll be able to listen better. You know what I mean? If you can, if you can undo those thoughts that, you know what, this isn't so bad, really, and there's an opportunity here to connect and to listen, um, and the, the, that pit in my stomach, that's not necessary. That, this is overstating the point. And so in a way, if you can not, and this is no small thing, it's not necessarily easy, but maybe it's simple. <laughs> if you can not make it about you to the degree that you can receive it and not make it about you, you're helping the other person that much more cleanly and quickly probably. Yeah. This person I love needs me to just be here for them and to hear them out, no matter what it is. I think that's the key. I think we got it. Not making it about you. I think that's important. I mean, that's that, that's ego, right? That's fear, judgment, and ego that you always yeah. talk about. Yeah. In a relationship, when the, the person that you're in the relationship with, whether it's your child or your significant other or your parent, if they're struggling with something to the degree that you don't make it about you, they might find a solution more quickly. And, and, I, and I would argue... Is that right? Yes. And I would argue that it's that's where it is simple but not easy. Um, is that what you said? Simple but not easy? Because it's really... That, that conceptually is super simple. Not easy. It's not easy because, <laughs> first of all, we don't always recognize when we're making it about us. You know, we, we think like... I'm here to solve. I'm going to help you with this. I think I'm, we almost never recognize when it's a, to the degree we are making it about us. That's why that's why that little triad of fear and judgment and ego have become such a focus of my life and my work because that those are the only cues I know <laughs> to figure out whether it's about me or whether it's about you. You know what I mean? Like is it my fear, my judgment, my ego that's at play here? If it is, then I'm going to put those aside as best I can and hear you out. And if you just done that with me with what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> we wouldn't have had to make this podcast. <laughs> so May, there's a lot of things coming to an end, right? I mean, summer's and things beginning. Coming, and some things coming to a beginning, right? right so right, there's this like vast expanse in front of us, right, right, where, you know, like we have to fill that with activities, right? Our right, kids. right, and, summer. Um, right, and... and, uh, and there's this like for high school uh, parents and and grade school and middle school parents. There's only a little bit of time left in this to get the grade to get right? the grade to get to finish the work. 
um, you know, to get to graduation, whatever it is, you know, but there's just a little bit of time left. So there's this panic about this little window. Um, and the more we panic, the more we're likely to make it about us when we think we're making it about our kid. Yeah. And we're not going to make things easier for our kid with our anxiety. We're going to make it worse. You know what I mean? But if we can approach the whole thing without our fear, without our judgment, without our ego, and it's like, okay, so what's the best story for these next couple of weeks? Well, then it's easy. It's May. Yeah. Everything's a little cray. That's my poem. <laughs> so everyone breathe. Um, and listen. Yeah. And, and don't catastrophize. Everything's fine. And the way to make it finer is to allow it to be okay. Lose the stress. Find the flow. <laughs> Come on, Cubs. Go, go, go. Oh, oh geez. Boy. Oh, cut. Listen. <laughs> I think we made our point. I think we made our point. Yeah. Flow is better. Stress is pointless. And, 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 and in all likelihood, you don't have a crisis on your hands. And don't make it about you. Don't make it about you. This is better, you guys. <laughs> um, I'm Dr. John Duffy. This is Julie Duffy. Love, Love you, honey. honey. All right. We're we'll going home to, to George. <laughs>